This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Nirvana Sisters Podcast, where we take the intimidation out of well being and beauty to help you achieve your highest state, your nirvana. We are sisters in law and your hosts. I'm Amy Sherman. And I'm Katie Chandler. So let's get into some real conversation. Hello, Nirvana sisters, and welcome to 2022. Katie and I are actually coming to you the last week of the new year. We have some extra time this week because we're both home with COVID, unfortunately. But fortunately for you, we are able to now tape a fun 2022 wellness trends episode earlier than expected. So with that being said, it's been quite um, a winter break for Katie and I. So we're going to just start with our nirvana of the day, week. Katie, I'll, I'll hand it to you. Thanks, Amy. Well, happy new year, family. It's great to be back. We missed uh, producing for you guys and, and everything, but we needed a little bit of a break. So we are excited to come to you with new and fun content in the new year. So my nirvana, I think this week has like Amy said, we have COVID circulating in our entire family. We've all pretty much taken a turn and it's forced us to quarantine. And as dull and as boring as that can get, it's actually, you know, it's it's done like the same thing that it did when the world shut down a year ago. We've just really been focusing on family togetherness with my kids and my husband and we're cooking together and we're playing together and we're watching movies together and just we're really, um, there's no distractions essentially. So that has been my nirvana. It's we've, we've all been really present and focused with each other. It's been great. What about you, Amy? Awesome. Um, yes, I I would say that. Um, and I would also say that (laughs) I've been watching a lot of TV and binging on a lot of shows and like laying in bed with coffee and watching TV uninterrupted which is like amazing. So that's been nice just to like have some downtime and also some time to myself to just like literally do nothing and space out on TV and shows. So that's been fun. So getting into our 2022 trends. So Katie and I have been doing some researching over the last few weeks and there's a lot of new trends, Katie, I'm sure you've read too, coming into 2022. I picked a few that I particularly liked and wanted to talk about and also some ones that I think are appropriate to our show because we have some guests coming up that tie in with our trends. Um, And so I can start if you want me to do the first one I found. Yeah, let's hear it. I'm excited. Okay. Okay. So I was reading through the Well and Goods Wellness Trends Report. And one of the things that popped, not surprising, is at home beauty tools and devices. So we talked about this a bunch last year. I know we had our Shelly Marshall episode. We have, we've had two episodes with her, our resident beauty shaman. And we talked about um, microcurrent devices, specifically the new face. But essentially what I was reading in the Well and Good report was that LED masks, microcurrent devices, they've all, you know, existed before 2020, but there's just going to be even more higher rates of use of this stuff because I think what they're what they were saying is people got used to doing this stuff at home and were experimenting this through 20, 2020 and 2021 since they couldn't see their facialist and take care of their skin as much as they would prior to. So there's just going to be more use of this and people um they called it a trend forecaster from WGSN termed it tech 
acceptance. So meaning that people are getting more comfortable with these kind of devices and doing it at home and mixing it still in with their estheticians, et cetera, but just more people are continuing to be using these devices. So um, I definitely agree with that. I've been trying to use mine um, more. Um, One of the stats I found too, which I thought was interesting is as of 2020, the global home use beauty device market was valued at approximately 9.5 billion in 2020. And according to this report by market research firm PNS Intelligence, it's expected to grow to nearly 90 billion in the next decade. Mm. So this is just a growing category that will continue continue to take a look at. I know one of the things that I have on my list to buy this year is a red light. I don't know. I guess it's, there's this, there's this product called Juve that I've been reading about and it's like red light therapy where you can get a small one for your desk or people have large ones in their home. And I think it's something that you can stand in front of for like five, 10 minutes a day. And it has all the benefits of red light therapy. And it's funny because I remember in the show that we talked about algae with Catherine Arnst and she had just come from doing her red light therapy, which she definitely mentioned as being um, a trend and something people are going to be really interested in. So I've been seeing a lot more about that. So I'm excited to research that and just overall more at home stuff. Okay, moving on. What is your number two trend, Katie? Well, really quickly, I think also in regards to to your trend, the at home stuff, do you think also that there has been a hole filled in the market where they're making more of these at home items that are just like maybe more readily available? They're not quite as expensive as maybe they were a couple of years ago. It's just more accessible to the consumer. I think it's more accessible. I think a lot of brands I've seen are like jumping into this space because it is so popular, but I think you have to be careful because I think there are some that are FDA approved and some that aren't. So I know that the one, the new face that I bought from Shelly is FDA approved. So I feel good about this. I know that Juve is FDA approved. So I think you have to be careful which, which ones you buy to make sure that they're approved and they work. But yeah, I've seen, I feel like more of this stuff on the market over the last year, and I'm sure it will continue to grow. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, well, I have a couple of trends um, that I find interesting, and some I use, some I haven't used, but I know people that do. And mine is the use of psychedelics for therapy. Um, I actually have a friend that has done this to get over post-traumatic stress, And also she happens to be a doctor. And so she is uh, studying up on it herself and, and potentially getting certified to be able to administer psychedelics herself as a therapist. So the reason why people are doing it is because these drugs, they're believed to work by affecting neural circuits that use neurotransmitter serotonin. So it puts you into a very relaxed state. It gives you all of these like senses of improved well-being. You feel very introspective. So it makes it easier for someone in the right scenario with a doctor in a very safe environment to open up about things that maybe they've repressed or that they just have a hard time talking about to process all of it. So drugs, I mean, I shouldn't, maybe drugs is is not the, the best term to use, but when I think of things like MDMA, and ayahuasca, that's what I think of. But those are these are the, the psychedelics that they're using. Um, MDMA, ayahuasca, they're also using LSD, psilo, psilocybin. Wow. Better known psilocybin is also magic mushrooms. So I think it's more or less like microdoses that doctors are giving people. Now, 
it needs to be noted that these are not legal yet. It's all in like trial studies or doctors that are, you know, a little bit progressive and willing to go out on a limb. Like it's not necessarily easy to find this right now, but it's coming. It's we're getting very close to, to, to this being more readily available. What is legal are ketamine clinics. Ketamine is... That's what I was reading about too, yeah. Yeah. There's actually a ketamine clinic in New York City that is having really great success with treating patients with it. So I, I don't know. I, I I don't know that it's something I would ever be interested in doing. It makes me a little nervous. Yeah. But my friend that did it had massive, massive benefit from it. I mean, she processed an incredibly traumatic event in her life that she wouldn't have been able to handle otherwise. But again, something that you're going to want to be very careful with and uh, talk to doctors about. And, and it's not something you're going to just experiment with and do at home on your own. This is like a whole other ball game than tripping out on, you know, LSD. It's like, <laughs> it's not the same thing. So be yeah. very safe. If you are interested in doing it, go about it the right way. Yeah, I am. It's funny. I had that as one of my trends as well. And what I did read also, which I thought was interesting, and you just mentioned it was that ketamine is the only psychedelic legally available that is available for mental health patients, which I I keep hearing more about that. And then the other thing that I had read about this movement is that they've shown significant promise in treating certain mental health conditions like depression, anxiety, et cetera. And then it said, also for some stats here, it said, the US depression rate has tripled since the start of COVID-19 with nearly 33% of adults reporting depression symptoms, according to the Lancet Regional Health Americas. Anxiety is on the rise as well as symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, particularly among healthcare workers and COVID-19 survivors. So I know that we've been trying to get a guest just to learn more about this. I agree with you. I don't think I would ever do this. This like totally freaks me out. I don't like to be out of control, but I guess if you did have a traumatic, um, if you had something traumatic that you couldn't get over, I would definitely do this. Or if someone in my life was having depression and wasn't able to get over it, I would recommend it. I just think that it's, um, I don't know. It's a little well, scary, but I, no, I also so did see a thing. It's not, Go ahead. you just said being out of control. I, I understand. I get the, the fear of that as well. I think the whole point is, is that it's done in an extremely controlled environment. Right. So a doctor's with you the whole yes. time. Yeah. Yeah. But still, yeah. but still like freaks me out nonetheless. I mean, you know, it's totally, I, there is an episode. Um, I think I was mentioning this to you, Katie, there's an episode, there was this um, show on Netflix called Goop Labs or something like that. And they had a series of different new types of um, treatments. And one of the episodes was all focused on psychedelics. It was out a few years ago and I watched it and they all, all the people that were trying it, I think you watched it too, Katie, went to this retreat in like Costa Rica somewhere and tried it. And it really helps a lot of people. But um, anyway, if if our listeners, if you guys want to learn more about it, there is that episode on Netflix, but just an interesting trend that I'm sure we'll start to read more about. Moving on. Okay. One of the things that I read, there is a report from Pinterest every year called Pinterest Predicts, which I thought was really interesting and had like tons of different trends. So we'll we'll put the link up because it's basically based on searches that people are looking for in Pinterest. So one of the trends that they labeled under wellness trends was called level up. And this is basically saying that Gen Z are looking for ways to raise their vibration and searching for spiritual awakening and even aura colors. So the searches that are trending here are 
how to raise your vibration, which is up 145%, how to protect your energy, which is up 60%, and frequency healing inquiries, which is up 35%. So this is a good segue because Katie and I interviewed someone named Athena Bari, which we're really excited to um, have that episode. I think it's going to be launching after this one. And she just launched a book called Raise Your Vibration. So it was good to see that this is something that people are interested in. So stay tuned for that. What uh, what other trends are you seeing, Katie? So this next trend is something that I do that I am, I actually have to do it for my health. But at one point, I had to go to the hospital for it. And now I can just go to a spa. It's IV therapy. So IV therapy, mm-hmm. um, also the use of NAD IV therapy is becoming very trendy. It's very readily available. There is a, a spa near me called Restore Hyper Wellness. They have like 100 locations all over the place. They offer it and you essentially just go in and you get IV fluids and they have all of these different boosters, um, depending on kind of like what you think you feel what you feel you need. You can get vitamin C boosters, vitamin B boosters. You can get um, like collagen and all of these things for your skin and your hair, your nails, like things for muscle recovery. I do it just because of my Addison's disease. I go in and get fluids just to rehydrate. But I asked her, I said, you know, how many people come in here to like get over a hangover? And she said, shockingly, that's not all we get. She said, we get a lot of people that are very health conscious and they come in, they do it once a week because they want to feel great. They want to be hydrated and they just want to be like starting their week out right. So that Mm -hmm. I find interesting because I literally used to have to go to the emergency room to get that done. And now I don't have to. So yay for that. But the other, yeah, the other really cool thing though, is um, that they're offering with the IV therapy is NAD IV therapy. NAD is a coenzyme. There's many benefits to it. It has it's helped people aid in addiction recovery. It reduces pain. It affects uh, like inflammation and everything. It can improve your cognitive mm. function. It can boost your energy. It can improve your athletic performance. It's good for weight management. It reverses signs of aging. It can also delay or prevent the onset of certain diseases. Um, but it's much more, I don't want to use the word invasive. It's just a much bigger process than going in for IV therapy one afternoon like I do. What I do is I go to this place, they hook me up to an IV, I sit in a massage chair, and I look at Instagram for an hour. This, you're going in and you're there for the entire day, and you have to do like three or four, um, you know, visits with it, and it's incredibly expensive. But but the nurse that that did it, she told me that people come in, you know, like if someone is, if their health is deteriorating, maybe they, they're like have autoimmunity kicking in or something like that. This is a good way to potentially stop that and like do an overhaul in your body and become healthy again. Yeah. I think I just heard a podcast about this. Um, I think it was Skinny Confidential. Lauren and Michael Bostick were talking about this with these doctors and they said it's I think he had done it and she wanted to do it. And he said he felt so incredible afterwards. I think it was the same thing. So yeah, that's interesting. And I have a restore wellness near me, which I've been meaning to go to. Um, my friend, um, go, my friend Sherry goes all the time and I've been wanting to go with her. I just haven't had a chance, but it's right around the corner for me. So I definitely want to try that and start incorporating that into my wellness this year. Cause I think that will really help to kind of keep, keep you 
your immunity up, especially now that we have both have COVID. I think it's important to to keep that. So that's awesome that it's near you and near me too. So yeah, yeah and, we'll keep looking out all- for that. I've only done it once and it was for a hangover when I was in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done it when I've been hungover too. But there it's it's all available in a lot of places. When I when I moved out of New York City, it was just then becoming available where you could actually have someone come to your house and do it for you. But now oh, it's nice. like everywhere. I mean, med spas have it. And I feel like it's reasonably priced. Uh, this Restore Hyper Wellness, they actually provide membership. So I have a membership now. So it's great. It's got, I think we're probably going to see a lot more of it. So yeah. So yeah. And I, I think it, I think at those t- types of med spas or, or Restore or and ones like it, they have like those hyperbaric chambers, yep. like the cold therapy, and they have those LED light boots and all that stuff. So yeah. I'm try all that. That's fun. Yeah. Okay. So moving on. I was reading some nail news in Allure, Allure.com, and here are the eight biggest manicure trends to expect in 22. So I'm just going to read them off really quickly. Multicolor digits, so essentially like all different color nails um, in one set, which is cute. Um, French versus American manicure, so like the classic versus, you know, a lot of those American manicures you see, and I didn't even know it was called American manicure, and I've done it before, where you have like fun colors on the tip, or different ways to do the manicure, not just like the straight line, but it's like a diamond or whatever. So that is going to be trending next year. Um, neutrals, neutrals and more neutrals, they said. Time to DIY, DIY, excuse me, which I think definitely got a resurgence over COVID. I know that I reviewed the product Manny Me, which I still love and use here and there. And I've seen so many nail companies coming out with press on nails, sticker nails, et cetera. So more of that. 3D decals, so fun like pearls and diamonds and like little things to put on your nails to zhuzh them up. Waves, swir- swirls, waves and swirls on nude bases. So really um, cool designs related to, to that category. And then the last one they talked about was mixed textures, like, you know, a solid on one nail and lines on the other and zigzags on the other and just kind of like playing with fun different textures. So I'm always looking for new nail fun designs when I go in. So that's what I read on Allure about nails. My girls would love that. I'm usually like, I, I either go dark or I either go super neutral. I don't like it too funky with it, yeah. but I think it's so cool when people do. I think it's really cute. Yeah. I like to go funky with it. Yeah. I love it. it Sometimes looks, it looks great. Yeah. On you. So did your mom. Your mom always has like blues and purples and she gets like, yeah, she's like playful with it. It's great. All right. So my next one is something that just kind of popped up. It's funny. I was like inadvertently doing this. And then I stumbled across that this is a trend and we're going to start to see it more. So we've all heard of veganism. We've all heard of vegetarianism. Have you heard of reducitarianism? Reducitarianism (laughs) sounds made up, but it is not. Uh, So essentially what it is, it's eating less eggs, dairy, meat for the betterment uh-huh. of the planet, for your own personal motivations. It's basically, you know, people want to push being vegan and vegetarian for, you know, the environment and reducing our carbon footprint and and cleaner water and all of these amazing benefits that eating less meat, dairy, eggs would do for the world, but it's very daunting. Mm. A vegetarian or a vegan diet can really freak people out, right? I mean, who doesn't love a nice ribeye steak? I do. So this is a way that is really approachable to participate in, you know, 
trying to improve the environment, reduce your carbon footprint, everything like that without going, you know, the full Monty, without totally giving up all the eggs. If you eat eggs for breakfast every day, eat eggs for breakfast once or twice a week. If you put milk in your coffee and your cereal, put almond milk in your cereal, like just like little minimal switches that could actually make a huge, huge difference. So this is just a small little way that you can contribute and also, it's good for you. We all know that eating more plants is is really good for you. It fights diabetes. It fights cardiovascular issues. It's good for weight management. So yeah, I started doing it to help with COVID. I just cut back the amount of meat that I was eating in the last few days just because I feel like I get inflammation when I eat too much of it. And the more plants I eat, the, I, you know, the better I'm going to feel sooner rather than later. So that's inadvertently, I'm doing reducitarianism. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because I know we did that episode on plant-based diet, which is really educating about if you want to be plant-based, here's how to do it. But this is just kind of like a foot, a toe in the water to that, it sounds like. Yeah. So you're reducing it, which I think you and I probably do intuitively, but you're reducing it instead of not having it at all. So you still get a little bit of it, but you're thinking about ways to reduce it more so for the planet and your health, of course. But I know we talked about in that episode, Just Egg, which I just wanted to bring up again because that's a great way to still have eggs, but it's not made from eggs. And so I know that company is kind of exploding right now. I've seen it all over the place since we talked about it. And they're also coming up with new technology. I think like they have the egg products, but I think they're coming out with chicken. Oh, wow. But I know that they have some new innovations coming out in that space. So it's interesting to see all of these brands and companies coming out to help to embrace the plant-based lifestyle and reduce sectarianism. So interesting. Okay. So the next one I think is relevant for all of us and a lot of women specifically, and it is called, this again is from the Pinterest critic study that I read and it's Finn Powerment. So managing your money like a boss. In 2022, people will take money matters into their own hands as they set out on new journeys towards financial literacy. So millennials are driving the searches behind investment tips, financial education, and investment property for beginners. So investment tips was up 195% this year. Passive income tips were up 35%. Financial education was up 155%. Financial planning bullet journal was up 90% and investment property for beginners was up 45%. So super important. Um, we have someone coming on the show, Alana Fine, in a couple episodes that is going to talk all about Finpowerment. But I think it's interesting to see that this is a rising trend. I think obviously this category has always been important, but I think more and more it seems that younger millennials and people just coming into the workforce are not only looking to save money through their 401k, but they're looking for how can I invest? And there's all these apps now. People aren't using like the traditional banking methods anymore. They're using all of these new apps. It's like Robinhood and Katie, you were saying you were using one named Albert, but there's, there's all these new ways to manage your money. And I think it's interesting that people are looking now for a lot more ways to not only diversify their income, but even make more money, side hustles, et cetera. So um, any thoughts on this one, Katie? Yeah. I mean, I just, I think it's great. I think it's so empowering. I know as a young 20 something, I was never really taught money management from my parents. It was not really my dad's strong suit, like even my brothers and I, we, we all had to kind of learn mm-hmm. that one on our own. So I found myself kind of leaning more towards my husband to, to, to take the reins on that. And then a couple of years ago, I was sick of being in the dark. 
and I educated myself Smart. on all of our finances. And now, you know, I, I, I can look into our, our portfolio whenever. And I, I, I know everything that's going on constantly. And it is so empowering. It makes such a huge difference. I just, I think it's, I think it's brilliant. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that the world is going in that direction instead of people just kind of flying by the seat of their pants, hoping that their paychecks are going to make ends meet and everything's going to be okay. So yeah, I think that's, that's great. I'm excited to talk to this guest, this uh, that that's coming up about it. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that. I think growing up, we probably, um, I don't think we talked about like financial planning so much, but we did talk about managing money somewhat, but I think now it's much more open and relevant because Stu is always talking to the kids about different investments he's doing or different ways we're diversifying our money. We both talk about it. And I've been getting more educated as well. I mean, I've always been somewhat, you know, financially savvy, but not in the way that Stu is. And he's taught me a lot, but I've also invested in a few companies myself this year and just in a way to teach myself how to do investing or how to follow companies or startups and different things. So yeah, I'm excited to learn more about this. Those are great trends and very exciting. And I am super pleased to say that we have a lot of guests that are going to touch on most of those topics, actually, that we just covered. So look forward to that. And uh, yeah, Amy, you have one more. Yeah, I have one last trend, just like I did a nail speed round. I'm going to do a beauty speed round. I did some researching here and I'm quoting a website called Pure Wow, which talked about nine beauty trends that they're predicting are going to be big next year, according to the pros that they interview. So the first one is glitter. So glitter and shadow and makeup, you know, that's still, I think that's been around, but I think more so that they're going to, we're going to see more of that line lips. So this nineties inspired trend, like the welds of my really? lips. And it's funny because I've been looking at a lot of, I don't know, TikToks and Instagram reels lately of people using like a nude liner with a nude lipstick. And I, and I, actually just saw this yesterday and I wanted to get this Tom Ford lipstick because it was so pretty. And of course it's sold out, but I, that's definitely starting to trend. So like that lined lips with lipstick look double winged liner, which I've seen here and there. It's kind of cool. I don't know how into it I will be, but definitely fun to see and really creative looks people are using with double winged liner statement blush. So different ways to use blush, whether using it not just on your cheeks, but using it for contour. I also read about people using purple for blush. So people just playing around with a lot of blush, which I love. Peekaboo highlights. So people doing highlights, but more kind of like under their hair or on the bottoms, just fun little ways to put highlights in your hair. Modern day mullet, which I hate, (laughs) but you're seeing celebrities kind of embrace this mullet look, which I think is, yeah, I've seen it like they were showing an example of Rihanna with some like mullet look, mm. which I can't stand. But anyway, it was on the list. Long layers, which um, I think have been kind of in style, but like the curtain bangs and the long layers. So that's a fun one. Another one is textured hair, which is kind of like that look where you have waves, but it looks kind of wet and textury. So that's another one that I read about. And then the last one I read about was gender fluid beauty. So products being launched that are gender inclusive, which is great. So that is my beauty speed round. Nice. I dig Those it. Those are trend Nirvana sisters family. Like Katie said, a lot of this stuff we'll be covering over the year. And I think there are so many more that were exciting, but these were the ones that kind of popped for us and things that we thought were relevant to our audience. But we'll put in all of these links in our show notes. So you can read more about all these trends and different sources to find them. So 
super fun. It was, I, I love doing this and kind of going in and reading about stuff and coming back as a reporter and talking about all these different trends. So, so this is our first episode doing trends, but I think it's something that we should probably look to throughout the year to do little short episodes around trends or little, little, uh, you know, topics that our listeners might be interested in. So if there's anything that you all are interested in that you want us to do some reporting on, let us know and we'll do some research around it. Yeah, I like that. Some of those uh, quick round trends that you just noted, I some of them sound great and some of them freak me out. Like the purple blush, I don't know if I'm going to be on board yeah. with that. <laughs> but yeah. I'm sure it'll look fabulous on someone. All right. So that was a lot of fun. Let's wrap with a mantra as we do. And, you know, it's a new year. It's a new start. So how about this? Today is a fresh start. I welcome each positive opportunity with a thankful heart. I set my own pace, always moving forward. Even amongst chaos, I can find my own peace. And that was a few mantras in one, but I like it because, you know, new year, new start, lots going on. So good one to remember. Yeah, that is a good one. And I think we're recording this the week after Christmas, right before New Year's. And I think that's always a week where I try to write goals and try to think about things I want to do for next year. So um, that's really relevant and good to remember. And um, hopefully you all enjoyed this episode and we look forward to next week's episode. Thanks everyone. Thanks for listening to Nirvana Sisters. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes. Please subscribe and leave us a review. Also, find us on Instagram at Nirvana Sisters. If you loved what you just listened to or know someone that would, please share it and tag us. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of Nirvana Sisters. We'll continue to watch out for all things wellness so you don't have to. Bye. Bye.